Welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where my goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today our guest is Shanti Feldhahn. Shanti is the author of multiple books, including the best-selling book for women only. And y'all, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. I love that book. She's also recently been researching about the impact of rest in our lives. And I know a podcast about mornings makes you think that it's a little bit opposite from rest because doesn't mornings mean I need to get up earlier? That's not what we're talking about with Hello Mornings. Our heart is to help you build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. So today we're going to talk with Shanti about the impact of rest in our lives and how to make space for it in our very busy culture. She's going to share what she's learned, and we're also going to talk about what her morning routine looks like. Let's get started. Shanti, thank you so much for being on the Hello Mornings podcast today. I am delighted. Well, so as you know, the Hello Mornings podcast is all about building a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. So the first thing that I like to do is ask our guests about what their morning routine is. I know that initially can feel like a lot of pressure. Okay, great. (laughs) I need to share my life-giving morning routine. But everybody has great nuggets they they can share. And and there's so much value, I think, too. And, And some people aren't morning people and learning how we can start our day on purpose and with intention, no matter what time we get up. So with that bit of grace, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what does it look like? I do. I have a total morning routine. Actually, yes. When I, I should say when I'm at home or because when I'm running to the airport, like all bets are off. But (laughs) when I'm I'm at home with my husband and kids, um, yeah, we get up at about six to try to get the kids off to to school because I have a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old. And, um, and so literally it's like rush, rush, rush to, you know, make breakfast and get lunches ready and all that kind of stuff that has to happen. Um, and they get, um, they go off at about seven fifteen, and, um, and then it's really interesting because my husband and I both work from home and, um, and so we literally will sit there and drink coffee together mm-hmm. and we it. might be reading news, we might be reading a book, and we'll sit across the table from each other drinking our coffee. And, you know, like every few minutes, if something interesting hits us, we're like, oh my gosh, did you see what happened in what and whatever? Or, oh, let me read you this amazing passage from this book. Or what? it's just like this little, I don't know, 20, 30 minute time where before the world dives in mm-hmm. that we get, that we just get a little pause. And um, and then I go take my shower and then I do my quiet time and then I'm off and running for the day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So do you have a favorite? So you mentioned coffee. What do you tell me? Tell me about the coffee you drink. Do you have a favorite brand? These are the little nuggets that we like to know because it's always oh. fun to find a new favorite thing. Oh, have I got a nugget for you? Okay. Yes. So we as a family completely changed what we what we did as of last summer when I had a speaking engagement in Australia and New Zealand. And I mean, like it was first of all, it was just an incredible trip. We yeah, went as I was gonna say right? yeah, it was an amazing trip. And we're total Lord of the Rings nerds. So we <laughs> saw New Zealand areas where they filmed Lord of the Rings. But we also um fell in love with a completely different way of doing coffee. Um, because when we arrived at the very first hotel in New Zealand, we're like, where's the coffee maker? <laughs> you know, cause we need our morning coffee. Right. And, and instead of having the normal like drip coffee maker, they have all the French press and, you know, it was this little like glass cylinder with a thing, with a plunger thing. I'm like, uh-huh. what do you do? What do you do with this? 
And um, and so, you know, the the first little sort of inn where we stayed at, of course, sure they rolled their eyes at us, but they, you know, they said, here's how you do it. And we have not gone back since. Like, we literally came home from that trip and bought ourselves a French press because the, um, I know this sounds funny, but the drip, anything that goes through a filter, whether, and it doesn't matter whether it's Keurig or whatever, anything that goes through any kind of a, a, a filter, all the oils... Um, get left behind in the filter. And when you do the French press, all the oils are there in the coffee. And I'm not a coffee snob by any means, but I was hooked. But you can tell. So here's my question. I've tried that. I've tried a French press before. I think early on in my coffee drinking journey. So, you know, I was like, oh, well, this other way is faster. How long do you leave it in before pouring it out? Four to five minutes. Four to it's five very, minutes. It's very. It's it's basically almost the same as what it takes for the drip to happen. Oh. I mean, it is. It is very. Trust me. You you will find yourself going really like I had normal coffee before, <laughs> I, because I'm not a coffee snob and I kind of turn my coffee into hot chocolate anyway. Like I put <laughs> a little sweetener and creamer in it. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's just much better. Okay, so well, we buy bulk coffee from Costco, but the French press, it changes things. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that because I do usually have my morning routine in my office, which is in my closet, which is in my bathroom. This is big time. And I have a, um, <laughs> yeah, I call it my office because half of my office looks like an office and the other half is a closet. So my kids like to tease me about it. So I have a, a hot water thing and I often make tea when I come in here in the morning, but with a French press, uh-huh. I could have actual real coffee. You could. Yes, you, you could. You may have changed my life. Okay. Yes. Well, I here's here's hoping. <laughs> okay. You're going to email me back and go, that was the best tip This ever. is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So do you Wait, have a favorite? Wait, one note. Yes. One note about the coffee. I'm sorry, because okay. we're all into no, the routine, but we have to know this, is that you have to experiment with the different types of coffees, because some of them have been so dried out by the roasting process mm. that there's not that much difference. So find the ones that have the oils, like just experiment, and you'll find the ones that have a lot of the oils okay. floating on the surface. When you're, this when you're is done. not a sponsored podcast, but what brand do you drink? So I I buy the bulk coffee. There's this organic Majorca coffee from Costco. It comes in a big yellow bag mm-hmm. and it's a lot cheaper that way. And it's amazing. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you have a favorite song you listen to in the morning that kind of wakes you yeah. up, gets you going? Any worship song. Any Although worship song. the latest morning singing around our house has been our daughter playing the greatest showman. Uh, <laughs> Same. over and over and over, which is kind of fun. Yeah, so. I, I have a 15-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old. And just yesterday, I was laying on my daughter's bed, and she was singing The Greatest Show. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you <laughs> mentioned Australia and New Zealand. So you are you a Hillsong fan? Any favorite? Anything. Songs? A- okay. Chris Tomlin, any, like, any worship songs. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, breakfast. Do you have a certain thing that you start with in the morning? You know, I'm... In terms of sort of, this is like a thing for me, I'm, I have to be really careful what I eat because I gain weight like by looking at it. <laughs> so I tend to just eat like a hard boiled egg or a couple scrambled eggs, something like that, and some fruit. That's okay. it. That's Sounds all good, I yeah. eat. I'm, I'm a big egg person. I've been into... This sounds totally dorky. I promise I'm not a n- super healthy person, but I... 
like getting the sprouted bread, like they sell it in the freezer and toasting it just because it, I don't know, it's crunchy and hearty and I like that. And then I put avocado on top of it and then an egg. And and I do, I've done this for the past couple of weeks. (laughs) I do this because an Olympian said that was her breakfast every morning. And so being that I've always wanted to be an Olympian, I figure at least I can have an Olympic. <laughs> you can have the breakfast. Breakfast. So if there's ever an Olympic competition of breakfast eating, I'm I'm in. <laughs> okay, um, but it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, okay, yeah. so moving on, you both work from home. Do you have a favorite planning tool thing that you use? A to-do list thing, pen and paper, planner, anything that you use to kind of help give structure to your life? Well, yes, it's it's a little bit maybe different. We, in our ministry, because we run a family ministry, right? We do all the, we do a lot of research. We're social researchers and we travel and speak and we write books and we have a team of people that help us. And so everything in, has to be in my calendar on my computer in Outlook so that my whole team can see everything we're doing right. so so that they don't like say, oh, you know, I'm going to schedule a podcast interview for you right on top of when I've got something else on the calendar. So it's basically an open book got <laughs> schedule. It. Everybody can see everything. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so you speaking of books, you have a new book coming out called Find Rest. And I have to say, I am a huge fan of your writing. I love how your oh, books you're sweet. are so, I mean, really, I remember at, at our daughter's tennis tournament, I listened to For Women Only, and I was just like, oh, that's so good. I wish I was, I wish I had a pen and paper and I could like <laughs> look down and not watch the tournament. I mean, I wanted to watch the tournament, but you know, this is so good. So many great notes, so much great insight. And I love how it's so research-based and it's yes. just it's just neat how uh it it really beautifully reflects how what god says in his word is so backed up by what research and science reveals about it's us and it's I know. fascinating i love that so so this book is a little bit different uh in in the style of writing it's more of a of a devotional but it was birthed out of a lot of the research Correct. that you've done so tell us a little bit about that research about women and rest So here's basically the starting point of this thing is that, you know, like everybody else, I'm a crazy person, (laughs) like every, like every modern woman today. And it was a really personal project because I I essentially started off looking not just at my research, because we've done some research that was relevant as well, um, but also on a lot of the studies that have been done by others on the primary causes of stress for women, like what are the things that cause you anxiety, that cause you to worry, that cause you to stress, like all of that. And how is it that we can address those things and actually have a a real change, right? You know, not mm-hmm. just the Band-Aid and then you're a little stress ball again a week later. But what is it that would lead to true life change and in a way that's simple rather than hard, hard work, um, because obviously hard work for a book called Find Rest would be <laughs> ironic. Like, wrong. Yeah. So we ended up realizing that if we could take ourselves, because I you know, very much include myself in this process, if, if we could take ourselves essentially in little bite-sized nuggets each day, on the, we found that there were about eight elements of um, that were really essential to finding rest that are tend to be missed. If we could basically look at one of those in a really simple, short way each day, and have a little bit of a time to reflect on, okay, what am I, 
what am I doing that's actually contrary to how I'm designed, for example? And, and then it becomes part of your noticing the next day, like, wow, I really do do that. And then the next day you're looking at something different and something different and on and on. And it just becomes absorbed into who you are and into your life without the sense of, okay, deep breaths, a lot of hard work. Um, but the, so the little daily devotional format both was helpful as a devotional and helpful as in our quiet time but also very transformative in terms of where you're going to end up once you're done. So good. And I love, I love that even the format of the book is research-based. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, how can we make this most effective? How can we make this um, most impactful in people's lives? So tell us a little bit about those, those eight areas that you mentioned, those eight sure. elements. Yeah. Yeah. See, what we essentially did is as as we're looking at the different, you know, these primary causes of stress and finding these eight things that really, if you're going to have a sort of a more peaceful life, less anxious, all that, that these eight things need to be put into play. Um, and some of them are pretty obvious, right? Like from a Christian perspective, one of them is you have to connect with God. Like you can't do life on your own, mm-hmm. that it's, you're just going to be stressed if you try, because you're taking on burdens you were never meant to carry. Um, and so you need to be able to know, okay, what burdens do I take on? Like, what is it that you have for me today? Not tomorrow, you know, or a week from now, but what do you have for me today? You have to be able to connect with God every day in order to be able to kind of get those marching orders, plug into that source of strength. Um so that's one that's more obvious, but there are also ones that we don't really think about it. But for example, shifting our perspective, another one of the eight elements is to shift your perspective because so much of the worry and anxiety comes because you're focusing on the things that are worrying and anxiety producing. Mm, yes. <laughs> and, and like, you know, for example, this this happens all the time um, for a lot of us. Let's just say you're, I don't know, pick pick something. You're you're at odds with your husband. And you know, when when you're at odds in your marriage, it's like nothing's right with the world. Exactly. Right. Until that's resolved, right? So let's just say you're at odds with your husband and you're one of the reasons is you're super frustrated because you feel like he's not carrying his weight around the house. Like he, he he's not doing the chores, he's not doing the dishes, he's I'm doing all the work. You know, you have this understandable sense of indignation and frustration, right? Well, it's interesting because that's looking at those things, which is understandable. But there's this amazing passage in the Bible that God gives us as a challenge for how to think about things differently. And he says, here's what you do. You think about the things that are excellent, Instead, you think about the things that are lovely and worthy of praise rather than what's worthy of driving you crazy. And so when you start looking, suddenly you see, well, you know what? He came home from work early in order to take the kids to soccer. So I didn't have to. Or, you know, he the other night when I was so upset after work, he sat and listened you know, just to help me process through what I was dealing with. Or, you know, the kids were squabbling and he didn't yell at them. He he handled it very patiently and and this and that and the other thing. And I'm sitting here focused on the fact that the dishes are in the sink. You know, I'm like, no yeah. wonder you're going to be anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? So there's always the good and the excellent and the worthy of praise too 
So it's just good. a matter of seeing it. Yeah, it's almost like everything is an iceberg. And, you know, there, you, we see the tip of everything. But whatever we focus on, we can realize there's so much more to whatever that yes. whatever that thing is. That's so yes, good. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, the, I know one of the elements is live according to your design. I'd love to know a little bit more about what you mean by that. Yeah, here's here's basically the bottom line in that. This is a very, very common mistake that all of us as women make, is we try to live in a way that is contrary to how God designed us. And it's it's interesting when you when you look at the the passage that's probably the most um important as I was starting this devotional and starting some of the journey of the research and what would this look like. The passage that was the most impactful was where Jesus said, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, you know, take my yoke upon you, right? Learn from me, you will find rest for your souls. And it was really interesting because the yoke, as he's talking there, the yoke is actually a custom designed implement to help you with your work of the day. And it's designed specifically in the analogy that Jesus is giving. It's like a farmer has this yoke for the beast of burden, and it's very, very custom fit. And if you, if if the farmer put on the horse the yoke that was designed for the other horse, the I mean the ground might get plowed. Like it would still allow them to pull the plow, but it would hurt. Like. Yeah. The animal would start having sores on his back, and it would be a lot harder to pull the plow. And at some point, you kind of think, you know, you would totally understand that the that that animal might kind of shy away from the work and feel weary and burdened. And and it makes so much difference when we say, you know, there is a purpose and a plan, and there's something that is fit for me. Mm-hmm that I am supposed to do and stuff I am not supposed to do or do in a way that I, in a way that I'm not supposed to do it. We all, every created thing has a purpose behind its creation and a way it's supposed to work and not supposed to work. It has its design specifications. If I dunk my cell phone in a bucket of water, it's going to (laughs) break. It's not going to work right. And it's kind of the same thing with us. We have a purpose. We have design specs that God has given us, if we work with them, it's going to work. And if we try to work against them, things are going to feel weary and burdened and heavy laden, and it's going to feel like it breaks. Which kind of goes back to the first element of building only on the rock and and starting our day with Him and connecting with Him so that we know what that design is so that we can live according to correct now the people listening know that i'm a little bit of a sports fan hence my olympic reference earlier um so (laughs) this makes me think about like a football team you know you think oh okay well there's a football team out there there's a bunch of guys on the field who hit people and throw a football but those those roles are not interchangeable you can't take you know a defensive lineman and swap him out for the quarterback they may look the same they might play the same sport but each person is designed completely differently to do a completely different role and and to try to fill that other role is just not going to work and you know it might seem cool to be the quarterback or really cool to be a wide receiver or something but 
what God made us to do, we desperately need, you know, every quarterback needs a, I think it's a right tackle. I'm not super expert <laughs> at sports, but I think yeah. it's the right tackle that, that keeps the quarterback, or maybe it's the left tackle, one of them, that keeps the quarterback <laughs> um, um, safe. And, and safe. without yeah. that person, the quarterback cannot do his job. Their job. And, well, and so, yeah, it's just so, I love that. Well, think about it this way. Like I was, um, I was one of the the things that this came out of was a Bible study I did years ago called the Life Ready Woman, and when I was testing my talks um, for that Bible study, one of the principles was this area that you know we have things that we're designed to do and and a sort of a a kingdom perspective behind them. You know, God created mm-hmm. us that way for a reason, right? Uh, you know, your Christ, your God's workmanship created to do good works that he prepared in advance for you to do. So we have this creation, this this sort of design specs, this purpose. And as I was um, walking around after I was sharing that, I listened to these women talking. And this one woman who had brought like these amazing desserts and stuff for the Bible study every night, because, you know, every, these women are stressed and anxious and she somehow just managed to whip up these plants, <laughs> these, these pans of shortbread brownies and blueberry cobbler, like every night. It was amazing. Like it just came out of her. She just, you know, loved it. And she was lamenting. I, I overheard her telling her little group, you know, I, I, I don't have any gifts that can be used for the kingdom. And, you know, we're like, everybody's like, you have brownies. Like, you, you, and she's like, the gift of food? No, it's the gift of hospitality. And as she was processing that, she was thinking, you know, the pastor of the church has really needed people who can invite others over to their home after church on Sunday to invite them in, get to know them, share life. So they become part of the community, right? And she was all excited, like, okay, maybe, maybe I could do that. The woman sitting next to her said, oh, that sounds exhausting because it wasn't her gift. Mm -hmm. It wasn't how she was designed. You try to get that woman to invite people over and bake brownies and, you know, whatever, and she's going to feel stressed and anxious and like she's going to be thinking about it for a week in advance, you know, where this woman, she just kind of whips that kind of stuff up and just loves inviting people over at the last minute and it's life-giving, whereas the other woman, it's life-sucking, right? And that's the difference. Live according to how you're designed the yoke that God has for you and life is going to feel much more like it fits. Mm -hmm. Which I think leads into another of the elements that you talk about, which is the one it's kind of like the, the elephant in the room or is it the pink elephant, whatever color elephant it is, (laughs) the thing in the room that every woman feels the pressure of, and that's being superwoman. And now, so I, I want to, I want to start this question out by Saying, okay, so you graduated from Harvard, you'd written all these amazing books, and you lead a ministry, and you travel and speak 50 times a year, and you raise two teenagers. How do you find rest in the midst of that? Well, the no more superwoman thing Mm -hmm. is a huge challenge for me personally, and it's so essential for all of us and for me. Because here's really what it is easy to think. Oh my gosh, she does it all. Mm-hmm. She has it all. No, I don't. And here's the the truth that we have to get away from is this idea that we can kind of do it all. We can have it all, all at the same time. We've been told that by our culture, like as women, we should be able to. No, 
No. If you try, something's going to suffer for it. You're not going to do anything well. And so for me, and I'll give you a perfect example of this, okay? This is this is my life. Okay. So um, yesterday, I had a filming for a new curriculum that um, that we're partnering with somebody to create a marriage curriculum on something. And I was supposed to get the producer the scripts for it on Wednesday, last week. And, you know, that I had said, I'll get them to you on Wednesday so he can look at them and be sure that whatever we're going to be filming the next week is going to work. Like, you understand why he <laughs> right. would need to see those, right? So I had a bunch of other deadlines. That thing wasn't getting done. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to stay up really late on Wednesday night to get those to him. Okay, you know, you got to do what you got to do. My daughter comes in. She's not feeling 100%. She's feeling a little weary. My daughter is 17. She's getting ready to graduate and go to college, which I don't understand how that happened because she was in kindergarten five I minutes know. ago. But anyway, so she's, she's getting ready to graduate. She's in her senior year. And she's like, Mom, can we just, can we just sit and watch a movie? Okay. I have this huge deadline for this huge filming that this guy is spending, I don't even know how much money he was spending to you know, set up this filming for the next week. And here I have my daughter saying, can you spend time with me? And there's plenty of times that I can't because I'm actually physically on the road, right? Mm -hmm. So can you, can you sit and watch a movie? So what do you do? There's no such thing as superwoman. You have to make a choice. You cannot do it all. And no, I'm not going to stay up until three in the morning. I'm not going to watch the movie and then finish and then stay up until three in the morning doing the scripts. So what do I do? So I made the choice because I'm trying to be better about this. You make the choice that is the, that goes along with your strongest priority hmm. and, and you're okay and trust God to carry it. And so I said, yes, absolutely. Tee up the movie. I'll send an email to this guy. And I sent him an email and I said, look, I'm so sorry. I know I was supposed to get this stuff to you by Wednesday. It looks like it's going to have to be Thursday night instead. You know, there's just a lot going on. Thanks for your understanding. And you know what? There are some consequences from that. That guy has people waiting for the scripts too. Like he had people teed up and, you know, ready to review them. And he had stuff he had to do. And, you know, we ended up getting together for the filming yesterday. And there was a little bit of scrambling because there was some last minute stuff that we had to fit in in the middle of breaks. But it was okay. I got that two hours just sitting with my daughter and watching a movie. You you have to make choices. Mm, hard choices. Well, you basically, what you're going to make is you're going to look at this. Here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. You can't do all four of them. You have to choose one. Mm -hmm. And that means letting the others go, which is difficult by definition. I love what you say in... Um in the book, you say, we were designed to make choices, to prioritize, to realize that above a certain threshold, which is a whole lot lower than we like to think, that's totally me, every <laughs> extra good thing we take on is a net negative for us and for God's purposes for our lives. Something about the way that you worded that of the fact that there's still good things, but they end up being net negatives. I think yeah. is huge because as when when we're pursuing wanting to be that superwoman, wanting to perceive what we think should be our purpose, you know, they're all good things, but it's hard to remember that ultimately it's that net negative. negative. And I think like you like you were talking about before, it goes back to living according to our design, which goes back to meeting with God and spending time with Him. 
Which goes back day. to, which goes back to trusting God. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, I had to trust that if I was going to make the choice, I felt I felt like I should make at that moment, that I had to trust that God would not only help it all work out well for me for the filming, but all those other people that were involved in the filming, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not just about me, right? There's a whole other team of people that are being impacted by me being a day late on the deadline as well. Mm-hmm. And being, you know what, I can set it up as much as I can. I can try to have realistic deadlines, but there just are those occasions that happen and you just have to trust that God is going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And But it's not going to if you don't make those choices. Yeah. Like you have to make those choices. And then in the long run, like you were talking about earlier about when things aren't right, you know, say with our spouse, if things same if things aren't right with our kids, then it affects everything outwardly. Whereas things aren't right with our film producer, it's not quite as intrusive into our family and the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know. So, um, okay. So if we back all that up to spending that time with God, so that we can know our designs, so that we can trust Him. When so many of us get up in the morning, we immediately have this running to-do list going through our brains, and it's not restful to wake up. We wake up feeling maybe kind of anxious, and you know our intention is to get up and spend that time with God, but it's so hard to just follow through with that instead of just jumping into the fray, doing whatever's next on our list. How can we walk in rest in the beginning of our day and spend that time with Him instead of jumping into all the crazy things on our to-do list? Well, basically, this is this is for me personally, and different people might handle it differently because it depends on what their morning routine is, right? Um, however, for me, I have realized that there has to be a step of obedience that happens when I've done, you know, I've gotten the kids off to school because trying to do, for me, I am not a morning person. I can't get up at 5.30. Like, you would not want me up at 5.30. Even God would not want to talk to me at 5.30. Like, I'm sure he would, but it doesn't feel like it. So I just have noticed over the years that's just not realistic. So it's after the kids run off to school, after I've sat and had coffee with Jeff, and then after I've had my shower, and there is a temptation to leave the shower and, you know, get dressed and walk right out of the door and downstairs to my computer. That's a huge temptation. I have, you know, 53 emails waiting for me, you know, the work of the day, all that kind of stuff. And yet early on, I felt, <laughs> this is going to sound funny. You know, those old hooks that they used to get people off stage. Yes. <laughs> like, I have felt in the past, like God was grabbing me as I'm heading for the door of my bedroom like one of those crooks, like you could say maybe a shepherd's crook uh-huh. is going around me and is pausing me for a millisecond. Like, are you going to take the time to spend with me or not? Are you going to take the time to do what you know you need to do? Are you going to trust me that it'll all still get done? And there have been days, God help me, it's true, there have been days that I have ignored that little millisecond. I've ignored that little knocking of the Lord and I've run along about my day and it usually doesn't end well. But what I learned is that if I will just pause and listen, because that is the voice of the Lord, that little millisecond, that's him trying to break through. If I will go, okay, and I will pick up whatever devotional I'm reading, my prayer journal, whatever it is that I'm doing, and I will sit on my bed and take that time 
then everything else about the day goes better. And then I have to just trust that, you know, all the other stuff is going to get done, even though I took that 20 minutes or whatever it was. So that's, for me, that's the key, is it's a step of obedience. Because I know when that choice is there. Mm -hmm. Do I keep walking or do I go sit on my bed? So maybe we all need to go on Amazon.com right now and order a shepherd's crook and (laughs) strategically place it in our house. (laughs) (laughs) So we can see it. We're walking out of the bedroom. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay, Shanti. Well, tell us a little bit about where people can find you online and where they can get a copy of this book. Well, you can find me at Shanti.com and you can find the book um, the main website for the book is findrestbook.com. And um, and it's at, you know, it's at Amazon. It's at a bunch of different retailers, uh, but they'll be able to find it. Awesome. Okay. So if you would give everybody listening one thing to do today to walk in more rest, what would it be? Look for the good around you in whatever it is that's causing you anxiety. Stop for a minute. And look for what is lovely and excellent and worthy of praise instead and you'll find it. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us today, Shanti. Sure thing. It was a pleasure. All right. So what are you going to do tomorrow morning to make some space for rest in your life? I know that's something that I want to grow in, and I hope you've been challenged to do the same. Maybe it's just spending a few minutes praying and asking God what he would have you do. I hope you enjoyed our chat today with Shanti. And if you need more resources for your morning, be sure to check out the Hello Mornings book. You can download the first chapter for free at hellomornings.org forward slash book. And if you want links to anything that we mentioned in the show today, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode over at hellomornings.org. You can also sign up for our email list there where you can get the show notes delivered straight to your inbox and be the first to know about every single new episode. My name is Kat Lee, and I am so glad that you joined us today, and I hope to see you next time on the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet, but I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. My heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with His grace His grace and sweet new mercy May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com.